time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going auto reverse on the early Scorpions. So the early Scorpions, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't know if either of you two heard uh, the, 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 our, the Scorpions came out with their new album. Um, geez, uh, Rock, what is it called? Rock Believer? Rock what? Believer, yeah. Yeah. And I was reading <laughs> this one guy, who uh, Will Carroll, who plays in this band called Death Angel, was saying, like, he's like, I've listened to Rock Believer twice. Uh, and all you people calling it as good as any, like Black, the best album, better than Blackout, need to put the pipe down. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, like, I listened to the album, and like, it's, it's, it's not bad, but it's like, it, yeah, it's not as good as Blackout. But I would go as far. I'm, I'm glad no one even touches early Scorp stuff because early Scorp stuff for me is, I like, they're one of the most, I don't know, just, just electric. Um, just one of the most uh, dynamic, like they are the, like if you could put, build a perfect rock band in terms of great vocals, soaring guitar leads, dramatic, you know, both good ballads, both good, just things that will snap your neck, they're so rocking, like the early Scorpions have that. Uh, you know what, and, and I'm jumping in this, forgetting Tony, that we have Brian Kelly on the show again today. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, well dude, wow, <laughs> bad form. Sorry, Brian, that was horrible form. Uh, he jumped right in. We have our guest, Brian Kelly, who uh, also was our guest on the Good Rats episode. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, G Rats, and he was the one that suggested. He's like, "Hey, man, if you guys ever want to do a show on the Scorps, count me in." Early Scorps, and and here we are. It's like the the enthusiasm bubble, you know, the enthusiasm for Early Scorps kind of works its way past manners, I guess. So apologies for yeah. that, Brian. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the Scorpion ceased to exist after the uh, the Tokyo Tapes live record. Because that that was the last with Ulrich Roth, and after that they just Love Drivers, okay, Animal Magnetism had like two songs, Zoo. Blackout, yeah. Blackout. The best thing on Blackout was the cover by, um, <laughs> you know, and I, I Hypno Hypnosis. I think it's Hypnosis did that would, cover as well. No, yeah, no, they did. I was just did I was just going to say that because I know how Tony loves to reference Hypnosis. <laughs> hey, he gets his, his check for, for a dollar is going to be in the mail soon. <laughs> Um, you know what I love I love that you um, you cut it off at Tokyo Tapes because if like just for people that may not know why don't we just rattle off what those first six albums are leading up to Tokyo Tapes so yeah I mean Brian I mean I know Lonesome Crow is the first one with with Michael Shanker with because uh, uh, Michael kind of joined the band after Rudolph kind of, I guess, kind of was do, trying to do his own little thing, and then he got Shanker and uh, Kloss in the band. Um, and then after that's uh, Fly to the Rainbow, right? Yeah. Fly, fly the Rainbow, that's right. And yeah, because uh, Shanker, Michael Shanker, left to join UFO at the end of the Lonesome Chrome tour. Lonesome, yeah, yeah, Dick, like, dick, dick move, dick move of all dick move. Dick hey, move. Hey, bro, hey, bro, I gotta talk yeah. to you. 
Yeah, but they're, um, I mean, it's the whole Shanker, Michael Shanker thing is very incestuous with the Scorps because Shanker was the one who talked Ulrich Roth into joining the Scorps. Right. Um, and then, so he was with the Scorps for Fly to the Rainbow in Trans, Killer, taken by force. But then, um, you know, later on, various members of the Scorps played in Shanker's different bands, and, you know, Shanker came back to the Scorps and reading interviews. I mean, Ulrich Roth and Michael Shanker are still friends. They they play together. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's not one of these things like where um, Shanker left with his finger in the air, or even when, like, Ulrich Roth left after the Tokyo tours, it was just more like a parting of the ways. And those guys, I mean, if you read the interviews, if you believe the interviews, those guys are all still buddies. Yeah, they did like, the 50th anniversary tour, and they both, uh, Michael and uh, Uli, just joined them on the on, yeah. on that tour. And in every interview you, you read with, you know, Uli, he's basically like, yeah, we just need, we're going in different directions, and it made sense. And it didn't seem like there was any black, bad blood. He's like, they, the direction they went, I'm happy for them, but I'm glad I went in the direction I went in. He always kind of, he always kind of reserves Herman Rarebell, though. <laughs> I mean, because because he was probably the worst drummer the Scorps ever had. Yeah. And, and what um, al- what albums did Herman play on? Well, I know he started on Take My Force. Right. And I, okay. And I think he was on like the next three or four, but I I don't know because as I said, they ceased to exist yeah. for me. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of in. I kind I'm kind of have one foot in your like how you define them, and I have a foot in the other one, and I I think that's because I can kind of consider them. Um, two different bands, uh, right? It's, uh, so oh, yeah. it's like Mach One, Mach Two. It's like Aerosmith, um, early yeah. Aerosmith, and later Aerosmith. It's just like or, or or it's like Heaven and Hell, Black Sabbath, and Master of Reality, Black Sabbath. They're just two different things, and uh, I just, you know, I like for me, I, I remember seeing. I think it it was the Scorpions. They played on that Monsters of Rock. Uh, tour with Metallica, Van Halen, and Kingdom Come. Anybody remember that tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I and I remember like saying, "Oh, these guys are going to suck," because I was like only there to see Metallica, and I wound up like really liking them. And that was Mach Two, post pop, you know, kind of uh, Scorpions. But I thought their show was really good. But, you know, which surprised me that I was that open-minded because I kind of, like, hated... Um, <laughs> I hated anything even remotely... Like, any sniff, a whiff of fucking, um, like, uh, <laughs> hair metal, I hated. And, and like, Scorpions kind of, like, you know, played footsie with, with hair metal, as a lot of metal bands did. And so I'm just kind of, like... You know, I don't know. I just I look at them differently, the two different bands. But I agree with you on... Uh, pretty much, Brian, that, like, to me, those first six records leading up to the last, the Tokyo Tapes, which is an amazing live record. Yeah, that's yeah, top, man. top, top, top one of the top left. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And, and, and I mean, I, I can't even, t- sometimes I can't tell which records I like most of the first six. Like, like, I got a copy of um, Fly the Rainbow, like, I don't know, a few years ago. I found mm-hmm. a final copy, and first of all, I didn't know that record very well. And then mm-hmm. when I listened to it, I'm like, "This fucking album rules!" I mean, Speedy's Speedy's coming's on that, and that's kind of like one of their bigger songs. Yeah. But yeah. but like the whole record's good. And then but then I go then I listen to Entrance, and I'm like, "This is a great record." It's like I can't. 
make up the, my mind, you know? The thing about Flight of the Rainbow is that's when he came over from Dawn Road, him, Francis Buckles, yeah, right. and Jurgen Rosenthal, who was a ridiculously good drummer. And that's on Flight of the Rainbow. And, you, and songs like in, in Drifting Sun, I mean, right. it's almost it's almost like uh, Roth and um, Jurgenthal are playing double leads, like guitar versus drum. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. Now, in Trance, Virgin Killer, and Take It By Force, which are all great records, um, they don't, like Flight of the Rainbow, I think it's like seven, eight minute long songs in Speedy's Common. Yeah. You know, it's something <laughs> ridiculous like that. <laughs> In trance, Virgin Killer, and uh, Taken by Forest, they tightened up the sound a lot more, but but yeah. still didn't go pop metal. And yeah. inter interestingly enough, I mean, Roth thought In Trance and Virgin Killer were his best work with the Scorps. Really? That's yeah. yeah. I was I was blown away when I read that because I was sure he would say Flight of the Rainbow. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, his his most iconic song, uh, "Sales of Charon," like that riff. It's just like I mean, the thing is, you can make a case on each album for different song, reasons. Hold on, hold on. What song is "Sales uh, Sales of Charon"? Uh, what song? Taken by uh, force. What album? It's not "Taken by Force." Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah, but, but yeah. I said, but like "Virgin Killers," like I, that I think has for me like the best one-two punch coming coming out of it. Like they they do, um, you know, they come out of. Um, of uh what am i losing my picture life and then catch your train it's yeah just, man it's just like boom boom and you're just like holy like those both those songs the riffs and the thing is just like holy shit uh but then you could say in trance has like that the the ballad in trance like you hear that song dude i will after hearing that song sing that that chorus for like the rest of the day you know mm -hmm. i'm in trance because it's just i know me i can't yeah. i love that i love that album i I recently, when I was visited New York, uh, I guess was it this past summer or this two summers before? I can't remember. I went home, and my my brother-in-law Eddie Eddie Gregorio, Portuguese from Newark, he's a huge metalhead. He had like a like a bufanti kind of like hair metal hairdo when I met him when he started dating my <laughs> sister, and I was like, oh geez. And uh, so me and him listened to In Trance in the basement like six times the last time one of the last times I was there. And it's we both agree that it's just such a well-written, like sort of, it's it's their their old style kind of slightly creeping into what they would become, and we both we both agreed on that, and it's just you're it, I think it is like of the old of the first six that might be the catchiest of the first six I think, but I don't know.
and it's an interesting thing like you know and i think that's that's why it's they were so why i prefer this version of the band or this is the only you know we're calling it early scorps is to me it's like and to the to, to three of i think there's a person who, like this is the only scorps it's not really the early scorps or the hard, hard rock hard rock scorps i don't know there's, uh, there's got to be another name for it but you know it, yeah scorps yeah. works yeah yeah. Scorps. yeah and you know i'm looking at track listings right now and the one two punch you're talking about is on virgin killer yeah Pictured Life and Catch Your Train. And what's amazing to me on these records is how many of the songs that I thought would have been Roth on his own are actually like Claude and, and uh, Rudy Shanker. Yeah. You know, writing it. You know, so so it's not like he was, he was you know, um, the Jam King and, and um, let's, let's be heavier and let's be harder. I mean, at that time, mine and shanker into it too so it kind of evolved they evolved into different directions with with roth heading towards the more classical stuff that he did with um ah uh, those three records he put out from japan um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. After, yeah, yeah. After, which left me cold you so, know i i think that he needed he needed that kind of grounding that um mine and shanker game said you know let's write songs that have a little pop and and do something rather than <laughs> this meandering jam that that you're into well it's funny that you say that brian because like i saw him like two years ago and i forget the small place in in was near... it bb cake was it bb king no it's the oh, jesus the one by midtown i forget it's like the small room um uh not beacon it can't be the beacon. i don't know but beacons yeah, because I'm, I'm messing up. But anyhow, um, he like the first half he did. You know, he did first half of the show was all his songs, and there right. was this like you know you're sitting there and you're marveling at him, and he's like we're gonna take a break and we'll come back we'll play some Scorps and everyone's like yeah and then they started playing he, he came back and they launched and catch your train and every uh -huh. and everyone just went like it, the 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 vibe in the room <laughs> just changed <laughs> just changed dramatically because. It was like the first part was like, wow, man, that guy can really play. And the second it's one, a little it's a little more of a downer, like some of his solo stuff. It's more like not well, as it's like it's vibrant. Like, you know what? I, I I'm this is gonna sound harsh, but he he remind he does like Noel Redding like shit. You know, uh -huh. it's like Jimmy would write stuff that were really good songs, and then you'd have that one song on the Hendrix Hendrix Experience album. It was a Noel Redding song. You're like. like She's so very fine. And you're just like, what is this? <laughs> and it's like, that's what his songs are like. They're like, you know, you're like the, he needed to, to Brian's point. He needed that counterbalance. Like, yeah. it, like in dark lady, like uh -huh. that, like that counterbalance of Klaus's voice makes that song much cooler. Oh yeah. And, and it's just not a guitar, you know, play. Right. Right. Would, would, you guys, would, would you guys say Uli was more like kind of anchored in like the sort of early like Mercy Beat, like post Beatles thing? Is that part of why he's just not as if he's not with them, he sounds a little bit more like Faye-ish, you know, like less hard? I don't, I don't know. I'm just asking if that's what you guys think. No, no, I, I think it's it's definitely because he loved classical music so much. Mm -hmm. Ah, I mean, at the time he joined the Scorps, he had like 30 different guitar students and he was teaching them classical guitar. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and now he's doing um, Sky Academy now and teaching yeah. 
teaching other guitarists how to play and so uh, so 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 i don't think it was the mercy beat sort of thing i mean that's actually rudolf shanker yeah. when this mm-hmm. when the scorps first started they were doing that kind of uh very gross to mercy shit yeah um which i can't imagine but <laughs> but um yeah uh tony i i think it was your it might have been matt you, you had um two kind of uh terms you use it was uh this music makes you bang your head and this music makes you yeah yeah side to side or it goes up and down that's matt i give that's matt that's matt yeah 100 matt so so i'm i'm banging my head with uli and the scorps and i'm going side to side with uli and uh his rainbow coalition or whatever the band's (laughs) called (laughs) (laughs) that's that's hilarious yeah, you know <laughs> the, the the way you mean about his classical music. There is parts about Uli that she's like he looks more. He would be better with like Al Di Miola and Pasquale de Luca, like yeah. a, a night a night in San Francisco. Like he he's that kind of guitarist to where you could see like he probably plays with nylon on nylon strings as much as he plays on you know the 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 steel you know the electric guitar strings. It just he has that kind of just precision. Uh, and just that, um, just that kind of just uh, he, the way he puts runs together. You're just kind of sitting and going, "Holy fucking shit! How's he doing that?" But yeah, it's like it, they're not having it anchored with the, you know, it, it's like his music is just like, like really kind. Of, Faye's not a bad word for that. It's just not really interesting. It's just like it's just kind of sitting there like an exploration without a map it's like what are you what are you doing with this song like what's it what's the point of this song you know and it's yeah it turns into like music school kind of stuff i get it like i you know i, I mean that I, dude i i remember like before the pandemic i asked you matt i'm like he's playing here like you know a lot of shows don't come to vancouver like period on any artist so he was playing here as part of that anniversary that he was doing and he was playing at a really good venue um, and I asked Matt, should I go? And you were like, uh, yes, no. Like, you couldn't, you <laughs> yeah. could, the, he was like, mate, you should, I saw them. Like I saw him, he was good. And, and I, and like in the end I didn't go because I just couldn't like, I couldn't, you know, muster that, 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 that <laughs> inspiration to go. Although when I see that like kind of beat club video of him playing, um, uh, what's the what's that song again from Taken by Force that I'm like now spacing on? Uh, Sales of Sharon. Yeah. yeah, when I see him doing that on the beat on the beat club thing with the weird blue black or green background, I'm a, I'm kind of like holy fuck, man! I would love to see that again or like or yeah. not on yeah, not on I, dude. Stupid, like my, I think the point I, I the thing I think the point I made to you is like if you're willing to wait through a couple. Miles of shit to get to that song. You should do it. <laughs> yeah, yes. you should do yeah. it. Like I'm, I'm glad that I did it. Would I do it again? I don't know. It was just like because it yeah, was, yeah. it was like I it was two, it was like two parts of my brain kind of fighting with each other uh, mm. when I was watching it. But you know, it's you know this, I, and I think that's that's what makes this the early Scorps so interesting. I think that's what gets lost out of it because you, you you said something to me about I forget Tony we were talking this week and you said um that there was a, what was it about the soul of the band and I and you're I, I, whether it was in trance or 
afterwards that they they kind of carried that on and i i felt and i don't i, I wasn't quite sure if i gr agreed with my when i said i was like i felt that uli was this kind of little bit of the soul of the band and when he left that soul that made that makes you com connect with the band on a on a on a like an emotional level or somehow kind of got lost and that where they just became like a pop you know music you know rock pop music juggernaut like that's something that they couldn't have done with Uli because that's not really what he kind of adds to the band. He's not a he's not a serviceable guitarist. He's someone whose shit's gonna stand out, uh, but also mm -hmm. he kind of has this undercurrent of, uh, for lack of a better word, soul that really kind of made them a complete band. But I, I, you know, I don't really know how much I know if that's Uli or if he was just like he was a component. That added a layer, of in, an interesting texture to whatever the rest of the band, the other, the primary songwriters were, you know, kind of creating. Yeah, I, 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 to me, I look at him as a soulful guy, and I, and I just assume he was the soul of the band at that point in those in the early the early stages. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they they really did like turn into something else, and maybe that was their intention all along i no idea you know i have no idea well i think i think the difference is um he might not have been the soul of the band i mean that would probably be rudolph shanker because yeah you know, yeah but but yeah. i th i think what he did was add a thinking man's element to the band ah uh, there you go that, yeah that's yeah. Right, that's probably there right you go. that's right that's yeah. more what it is yeah yeah and it's best this is best exemplified by if you listen to uh He's a woman, she's a man, on Taken by Force, right? <laughs> right. Well, now listen. It, it, okay. No, no, no. Yeah. You listen to that song. So now, um, the song is about a fellow who's confused by the gender of a potential sex partner and decides to have sex with that person anyway, right? Right. So so they're saying, you know, I, I need a body, why not you? Let's go. It's Everything's cool. They're up for anything. Less than a year later. On animal magnetism, um, fucking Matthias Jabs writes, uh, "Don't make no promises your body can't keep." Where he absolutely trashes transgender people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they, and, 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 they, and they became kind of rapey in the process. Yeah, if yeah. you think about it, from their album covers to to uh, everything was, "I'm going to take it." Yeah, you know, which you know, "I'm going to take this." So, so you're right. I, that's yeah. such a good point, man. Is, that is. That is such a good point, Brian. Holy shit! Thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it, that's that's you know, and that's the thing where I get tied up like it because it seems like they're yeah that that kind of part just kind of gotten. And, and, and like I said, there was a commercial, the reason why he left, because they were going toward this really commercial appeal. Maybe that was one of the aspects, like the, the types of the themes that they were, you know, not maybe just musically, but themes. Like they were trying, like, look, we need to do themes that are going to, you know, get a bigger, or get a, a wider audience. Is like, you know, I don't right. know. Right, I mean, it, it, it became where, where like, um, speed is coming. At, at its most basic level, it's it's an examination of young kids' fascination with rock stars. It, it, it's not like, I want to fuck the groupies. It's right. like, th this is how you are. You're excited. Speedy's coming. 
He lives yeah. in your heart. Yeah. In later albums, he, they're like, okay, we gotta fuck him. You know? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It 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 it, advan- it, it degrades from the, this sort of more thoughtful metal than uh, say you know Motorhead into just ridiculous yeah. big hair cock rock. Yeah, I'm gonna know? rock yeah. you like a hurricane. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They ain't rocking nothing like a hird. <laughs> right. They rock you like a, like well, a, like a. Yeah, I don't know. It's man. funny, but but, I, I, <laughs> but but then but then like every once in a while, the better angels shine through, and like even though I didn't pay attention to the scorps that much in later years, then they write a song like Gorky Park, which is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But, you and, know, yeah, and, and the song "The Zoo." I like that song from uh, Animal Manic- Magnetism. Like, I, that's a really cool, like, very un, you know, post Uli Scorps type song. It's like a really cool. It's it's not trying to do too much. It's got a little talk box on there, which which I which I which I dig. Yeah, see, and what's funny about that too? And don't get me wrong, I, I really like that song, "The Zoo," but. The Scorps recorded a blues a blues jam mm-hmm. for for the Taken by Force record, and they left it off, and and because it wasn't it wasn't smart enough for Ulrich, I th- I think I'm guessing, but then but then you know Herman uh, Rarebell and Matthias Jabs, they give you a blues jam, yeah, in the fifteenth or twentieth year of the band they did yeah. but bomb bomb. Bum, bum, bum. You know, they're, they're doing some Doors riff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my my favorite post, uh, like post early Scorps song is Coast to Coast, uh, the instrumental. I think it's the last song on. Animal. Uh-huh. Is it on I think it's the last song on Animal Mag- Magnetism. I love that. I love that song, even though it's maybe because it's an instrumental. I don't have to think about what they're trying to say, and I just really like it. But yeah, that's. That's neither here or there. Yeah, and, and it's funny because it's like the early early Scorps, and there's there's not a lot of bands I think has this what I would call a really thick divider between the type of music they did in one era and when they when they shifted it. It's like the only other band, like I said, was Aerosmith, to where their early albums were like fucking like almost untouchable, and then they decided to do Janie's Got a Gun or whatever, or Dude Walks Like a Lady. And oh, dude, just, that happened so much later, though. That's like, uh, uh, what's the songwriter guy that they got? Uh, that's when they were using an outside songwriter to write all their songs. Yeah, but they. So. they oh, but is they, that right? I didn't, I didn't know. know yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. But I. But yeah, they, they you I, Desmond Child. I think he was the one that wrote a lot of their shit. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's like. Um, so it's like two. You know. You know who I look at as two different bands in some ways. Two Judas Priest. If you think about like oh, the yeah. early the yeah, early yeah, yeah, yeah. record the first couple records Rock and Roll and um, Sad Wing is it Sad Wings of Destiny I can't remember like yeah. the first two or three it's like very different like from what they became like would turn out to be you know what I mean so yeah I don't that, know. it happens for for me that all hinged on Screaming for Vengeance um, right you know it was a natural progression you know, Rock and Roll and Sad Wings of Destiny stay in class yeah uh, there might be another one in there uh, Sin after Sin. And then, uh, yeah, well, and then um, then the one with the razor blade, the big one, uh, British oh, Steel, British, British Steel. Steel, yeah, yeah, and that's when it started to change a little bit. Um, but actually, they got heavier. That's they what I was going to say. Right? Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm doing more things like like 
they didn't change from Coke to New Coke. It's like the like the stuff like <laughs> like the like Judas Priest. Like I I agree with you that they definitely changed, but I love all that shit. But it's like yeah, yeah. with yeah. the Aerosmith and the Scorpions, like I do not like the later stuff at all. Like I cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like I when I was in a real dick move, I, and, and there, we used to be able to put money into a jukebox. If I if I if the bartender was an asshole, I'd get two dollars worth of cores and put Janie's Got a Gun on for like two dollars <laughs> worth, and I'd fucking leave the bar, just because I was just like fuck you guys, and because it starts and ends the same way, yeah yeah. But anyhow, but it's like there's the disgust, fat, like the like arm's length thing with the second half of Scorpions and Aerosmith, and I, I guess like I don't know too many things where it has that distinctive like shift. That you just, it just, it's not, I wouldn't say it's polarizing, but it's just like, I just don't listen to any Aerosmith and any Scorpion. Like, I listened to uh, Believer, a uh, rock Believer, because I, someone was like, this is actually a pretty good album, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this, this is pretty fucking horrible, actually. It's, it's, you know, I listened to it once, and I was just like, God, that, that was touching the hem of community service. Yeah. I think that I think I think you I think you can do this. I think you can you could separate these sort of early career to uh, later career in that at first their ki- their children were eating rice and beans, so that's on the first few records. <laughs> and then the the later records are thinking I I think I want to send my kids to private school. And that's yeah. what I think that the, 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 the that's where they they decide to change up things. I mean, look at someone like fucking Santana, right? He made all these, you know, he, he had some crossover stuff initially, but then he was writing songs with John McLaughlin and meditations on John yeah. Coltrane's Ghost yeah. and yeah. things like that and and jazz albums. And then all of a sudden he's making that fucking horrible record in uh, in the 90s. Uh, the, oh, with uh, Matt, yeah. Matchbox yeah. 2020. Yeah, Matchbox yeah. 20 guy. It's like, <laughs> what does that say to you? It doesn't say that he cares about music, although he'll tell you that in interviews. It says... I want to send my kids to private school. You know, I want, I want a yacht. I want whatever. I want to live places. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, and it's like, and, and like I'm, and I'm listening to jerk off the guy from Arista telling me what to do, whatever that guy's name is that they're always celebrating. Uh, the, 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 um, Tyler, Steven Tyler. No, 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 no. The, the record industry guy, the, Oh, uh, oh yeah. Clive Davis. Yeah. No, 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 Clive no, Davis? no, no, no. He, they, they just did like a celebration for him this summer. It got canceled. Uh, he signed like Alicia Keys and stuff. I, I can't remember his Clive name. Clive Davis. But Clive Davis. It's like that. He's listening to him. It's like fuck Clive Davis, man. Like you know what is that? What do these motherfuckers know about anything? You know, it's yeah. like, but that's that's where it is. It's like either you do it for yourself, or you're doing it for others. That's to me, what this is all about. You know. Yeah. I think if you're gonna make real music, you're doing it for yourself. Right. And then if you if you start to think, what should I do for? my lawyer what should i do for my manager what should i do for my kids that's when it all gets fucked up right you know it's like like they're not they're not john coltrane they're not just gonna do like for example someone like coltrane kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder as he got older yeah but generally that's not what happens with artists they get more middle of the road more middle of the road right corny 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 they should be like an evolution thing like you know with the apes the man and the apes into man. They should do that with music too, <laughs> except in reverse. 
so uh, so you know i was gonna i was thinking like a good way to end this uh show was would be i mean that that little thought's gonna be sticking in my head a little bit and i have a i have a feeling you're gonna bring that back in some other discussion down the road too um if you had to pick if someone like said you had to pick three of your favorite scorp songs what would they be so Brian, what would if you? I, I know that's a little maybe a little difficult, but uh, who? What would you be your top three score album? Or, or do you think a more interesting conversation is rank your top three Scorps albums? I don't know. I'll leave oh, it. Oh, that's, that's easy. That's easy for me. That's I'll a lot Brian, easier. I, okay, yeah, let's, let, let Brian let Brian start with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, songs. I would have to say "Drift and Sun" is number one. Um, "Sales of Sharon." after that and then there's i don't know living and dying top of the bill i mean yeah. so born to touch your feelings even i mean robot man yeah. virgin killer there's about a million in third place yeah so so take a drifting sun sells a sharon and then you know throw a dart man yeah yeah uh i'm not gonna try the songs because i there's so many that i like and it like it all depends on the mood and stuff so i'm gonna go with the albums i'm gonna say uh fly the rainbow in trance lonesome crow yeah really i i I could, I could never i could never warm up to lonesome crow i love lonesome i just crow, like man. the i like the I name of the it. album i love the name of the album that's kind of where it i love the album it. you know why it um this was at the time in the late 90s when i was obsessed with anything proto metal so like you know uh -huh. cactus, cactus records captain beyond like i was going off right yeah and then some maniac said to me you know you got to get the first scorpions record i'm like get the fuck out of here they're like no no it's like it's right in that in line with what you like and i think i was in phoenix was it phoenix no uh What's the other town in uh, in Arizona, the big town? Tucson. Tucson, yeah. I was in Tucson, and there's a store that, that's kind of famous. It's called PDF or PDQ. It's like a huge store, and they had a copy in there for $8. And I bought it, and fu I fucking loved it. Like, has it stood the test of time? No. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll put it in third. I'll yeah. put it in third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, know, yeah the, that's a good point. There's one song off that album, Action, uh -huh. and... At one point, the Scorps did a side project to call themselves the Hunters, and they released Action and Fox on the Run in no. Germany. Oh, a no cover! That's right. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. I can't, I Sweet. can't find oh. it, man. I would love to hear the close mind singing Fox on the Run. Oh I my God, that would, that would be, be phenomenal. Yeah, I'm gonna so, have to cut that down. Sorry for cut, cutting you off there, Matt. No, no, no. That's that's a no. I didn't even know about that. The Hunters. Yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah, I, like for mine, I would just do a cheat. I'm gonna put Tokyo tapes first because um, that that yeah. that's just so fucking. I can listen. I yeah. listen to that album at least three times a year. It's just so. Yeah, fun. that album is great. Uh, Phenomenal. Yeah, and I would do uh, Virgin Killers and Entrance. Well, maybe oh, yeah. Flight Flight of Rainbow. I put third. I actually do like that album a lot. Like Speedy's coming so great on that, and that Drifting Sun is also really good. So, uh, Brian. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for suggesting this because I we I know we could probably literally talk for another half hour about this or even longer. Easily, easily. If, if, yeah. if, if we had, if we had some beers into this, I'm sure we'd go beyond that. Um, so thank you so much. And uh, yeah, anyone, if you uh, 
let us know if you want us to check out any song uh, bands or you know discuss them on Audioverse. As you know, we're very happy to do that. And uh, AudioversePod at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook and uh, Instagram. But uh, until next time, again, Brian, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Bye. Brian. Right. Later. Thanks. Bye.